in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Our final hour on a Monday, good, bad, and ugly recap of the weekend that was, and look forward to the week that's coming, including it's good that it's Masters Week, Buck. They'll have the champions dinner tomorrow night. Tiger Woods is practicing, so he's playing. Hopefully the, Tony Finau won't hurt his ankle or turn him, turn it backwards. He's one of the favorites. It's bad because, uh, well, the weather just looks ugly. Uh, is why. Because uh, rain in the forecast every day in Augusta and then up to maybe half inch, an inch of rain on Saturday. Uh, really not good playing conditions, it doesn't appear, this week in Augusta, Georgia, which is unfortunate. But they'll play through it and uh, could be some delays and all that kind of stuff. You just hope it doesn't get in the way of the, you know. the tournament itself. But you also have the Par 3 contest on Wednesday. You've got Champions Dinner tomorrow night. You know, they had a live golf event this weekend that nobody watched or paid attention to. And... Uh, the live guys are going to sit in the corner at the champions dinner. You've Who already... won that? Did Cam Smith win that? No clue. Huh? No clue. They've got like how many? Seventeen players that are coming from live. Eleven to seventeen guys. They'll be there. Yeah, they got their own table. That's true. They're going to have to sit in the when corner. Scotty's delivering some great food to to everyone else. Everyone gets the good food, right? This won't be like Tom Herman where the, the no PGA... everybody gets the same. It's 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 done right. But you could do the PJ players getting, and then of course, remember Tom would do the cold runny eggs for the losers. The losers. How'd that work for him? Not good. <laughs> he shirt. won some bowl games. Four and zero in bowl games. Great. That's right. He was Tom Bowl Herman, and he's back at Florida Atlantic, whose team took a tough loss on Friday, Saturday night. Golly, we know Lamont, uh, Lamont uh, Butler with a big shot, but, and their uh, coach is staying because all these schools that have this guys are disappearing. Now, Miami's coach is staying. He just got a new contract. FAE's coach signed an extension last week. He's Did sticking and staying. Okay. Yeah, and San Diego State's coach just took that job from Steve Fisher. He'd been the longtime assistant mm-hmm. coach, and Steve Fisher retired, and this guy took over with this extremely veteran roster. Uh, and the old man down in Miami said, I, I don't need to be going anywhere else. I live in Miami. Oh, Jim Laranega? Yeah. yeah. And why would you want to leave uh, Miami? And they got, they got this NIL deal they're cooking. I mean, he can, he, he'll have a good roster every year. Uh, there at Miami, but uh, you know, looks like UConn's going to be the champ. Now they've got to beat San Diego State, and that won't be easy tonight. But they are the heavy favorites, and uh, I think it would be surprising to not see them win. They're just so complete. I mean, they're, I mean that they're tall and big and can shoot and go inside, outside, play defense. Uh, Dan Hurley, brother of the great Bobby Hurley, and the Hurley basketball Hurley family. family has uh, resurrected that UConn program. And you asked a question earlier, right? are they a blue blood? And I think, I think yes, but at the same time, I don't think if you asked you know, fans who are the blue blood programs in college basketball, I don't think they're, the name UConn would be named. North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. Kansas. Kansas, Indiana. UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, those would be and the basically names. Basically, you can stop. Yeah. But UConn is in that conversation. I mean, they've won a lot more championships in the last 25, 30 years than most of those If they schools. win tonight, it'll be five. Every five years, yeah. they win one. Yeah, so you might want to – with different coaches, right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. this is why the Rodney Terry hire at Texas is such an important one, right? It, you, you are – in college basketball, you are your coach, right? It, it, you don't have a good coach, you're not going to win. Look what Kim Mulkey just did. 
crying out loud at LSU. Year number two, yes. Yeah, best coaches win, and they become the face of your program. And, you know, you get the right coach, you're going to win most of the time in college basketball. Um, so, and that's why, you know, it felt like when you hired Chris Beard at Texas, that was going to be, you're going to go win. And you were, you built a roster to go win. Now you got to see if Rodney Terry can keep that going, feel confident about it. But it's a, an important role. And what Dan Hurley has done is tremendous. Because, uh, in, in, again, the UConn's won it with Jim Calhoun, who was there for a long, long time. Then they had, what, Kevin Ollie and that, then that ugly right. situation that followed it. And now Dan Hurley has taken them back to the precipice of a championship. So it's, it's pretty interesting to have a powerhouse like that win with multiple different coaches, right? I mean, a lot of times it'll be the same coach over – I mean, John Wooden at UCLA or uh, Bob Knight at Indiana. Uh, Kansas has done it with uh, the Roy Williams. Did Roy Williams win a championship there? He had to go to North Carolina to get it. He was always just close enough at Kansas. Larry Brown won. Larry Brown Larry won, Brown, yeah, yes. with Danny and the Mannings. Or Danny, Danny and Danny the Manning. Miracles. Yep. But um, then he went to North Carolina, Roy Williams, and won one or two or one or one. I don't know. I forget. But that's where we are in college basketball. And if San Diego State State wins it, where will they rank as all-time sleeper, underdog, not expected to win a championship team? Because UConn as a four seed will be somewhat of a Cinderella, but at the same time, we said they started 14-0 and this year. They were a really good team, and then they hit some hard times, and they're back. San Diego at, State, at some time this year, they were number one, were they not? I believe so, early yeah. in the year. This was the year with all the different number one teams. No one could hold on to it uh, for any amount of time. But uh, you know, San Diego State would... I don't know, you college basketball historians, where would they rank as far as most unexpected champion? Because no one had, I mean, Ty picked them to be in the Final Four, but you didn't pick them to win the championship. No. Uh, probably, uh, I mean, that last UConn team that won. Yeah. Kentucky that one year, they were, I mean, all the te- there's been teams that have been highly seeded that have won, but they're, you know, they were blue blood teams. Yeah, by the way, if UConn wins tonight, they'll have more, more championships than Kansas. That's true. That's crazy. Texture just let Isn't us know. Isn't that pretty good? By the way, somebody let us know that WrestleMania is once a year. I didn't I had no idea. But you said like the Super Bowl of wrestling. So there it is. It's once a year, like Daytona five hundred. Uh I, I'm sure coming up on the midday shows, Chad Hastings. Chad Hastings is a big WCA, uh, WWE fan and UFC He's both, fan. Yeah. So that's where you'll get your full in depth. That's what's great about going live and local all day, every day. You got different thoughts, different opinions, different likes and dislikes and that's Seems a, like an Aggie thing. Oh, <laughs> oh there's one across the dang. bow. Baba boom. Well, J- Jeff, Jeff Howell's not an Aggie. He's a Texas True. State Bobcat like you, my friend. <laughs> but he didn't live on West Campus like you do. That's right. We're all Ask over yourself. campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for Scotty serving the good stuff. I'm gonna be at the good table tomorrow. How about that? And you're not going, but no. um, in your in your mind you'll be my there. My mind, yes. We'll get you tomorrow what uh, Scotty Scheffler's menu will be. Uh, also, we know that uh, our Fantasy Masters Pick'em Contest will be live at hornfm.com starting coming up in, uh, in what, 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 right at midnight tonight? It'll hit because we've got to mm-hmm. wrap up our bracket challenge. Someone's going to win tonight the Allstat Bracket Challenge. Who uh, I don't know who's in first place, but uh, someone's going to win that thing and the flat screen television and all that goes with it. And uh, then we'll launch right into our Masters picks. You get in there, pick nine golfers, and then uh, watch them all tee off on Thursday and see who does the best. Is that, is that kind apart. of uh, like NASCAR where you pick nine golfers and it's by where they finish in the standings? Well, like, you have to pick points. the way. It's really difficult. I mean, they you, you have to pick one golfer from each of each nine tiers, yeah. right? So the top five players in the world, are you got to pick one of them. 
Then you got the next five, and you got to pick one of them. Then you got to get the next five, you got to pick one of them. And then at the end, the ninth pick is, is a kind of a wild card, which is where Tiger Woods will be. Uh, and do you pick him? Do you think Tiger is going to be in competition here, in competitive? I mean, the rain can't help him, can it? No. no if anybody doesn't... does have a good Calcutta that they're willing to let me join, hit me up on Twitter. There you go. Never like been the a part of one. I've never been a part of one for the Masters, and I've, I've always wanted to do it, and I think this is the year. That's where you kind of bet on your pony. You have to, like, bid – and it's then, like an auction, right? Yeah, it's an auction, and you you can go big on a bulk offer. You think that like a, like Scotty Scheffler would go for a big number. Matsuyama in there is your sleeper, but then you can go for a low dollar amount on a on a sleeper that you like. Matsuyama's a good one. I don't know how. Yeah, my, he's already won one. Yeah, he's he has. He's been playing well recently. He's he's just a very consistent golfer. Uh, what about what about Tony Fina? Come on, man. No, you know what's going to happen to Fee now. He's won like one tournament ever, right? <laughs> he's won more than that. I don't no, think he's won, so. I, yeah, he's won more than one. But I don't know. I think he has not won, won a major. One. He's always like top 10, but I think he's only won like one Look tournament. Look for the weekends hold and he'll start on, to fade hold out. on. Why you got to get on Fee now? Listen, I mean, uh, could one of the, what if one of, one of the live golfers wins? No. Because you know what? I, I think there's, th- this I will think be. I think Kepka just won the, the last one, the last event. How much does that pay? Four mil? Those guys have got their banks are lined with the, the the Saudi money. I mean, it's crazy, which is fine. Good for them. Uh, I don't agree with it, but at the same time, it, it's their life, and if they want to go cash in, I get it. Same time, I don't think for one second the players who are still playing and competing, competing is the key word on the PGA Tour, Buck, I don't think for one second they're not going to look to beat the daylights out of those guys from Liv. Uh, there will be competitive banter going on. Um, Liv will struggle trying to beat Taylor Gooch. Well, look, I get why they did it. I understand it. We had that debate all last year. But at the same time, the guys who are sticking and staying and uh, doing their thing the normal way, then there there will be a lot of uh, want to stick it to those guys. And let, oh, for sure. If they finish in the last 17 spots of the standings. Um, we'll see. If it's we'll wet, see. Tiger making the cut would be interesting. And the guy who's hot right now is Jason Day. He is hot. Old dude is coming back. Well, like Alexander Shaw. Well, when I call him old dude, 35. Guy like Alexander Shoffley, you know what I mean? Um, who he's been in the in the mix. He's been close. He could do it. By the way, Craig Way has let us know that Roy Williams won three national championships at North Carolina. Thank you, Craig. Rory McIlroy's a guy I like. Uh, his 14th Masters appearance. He's got the putter going because we know Masters is all about your short game and your putting. You got to roll some really difficult putts and um, navigate those greens. And maybe this is the year Max for Rory. Homa. And, you know, for the PGA Tour and for, for its future, a guy like Rory winning it, because Rory's become the face of the PGA Tour. He's become the most Spokesperson, yeah. Yeah, ardent supporter of doing it this way, and he's had the most you know comments about the others. And uh, for him to win it would be pretty cool. Uh, and obviously you like Jordan Spieth. Who doesn't like Scotty Scheffler? But if you're doing a Calcutta, Tony Freenow. Come on, man. Fifth Masters appearance, world ranked Yes, he, he has five wins. No, none of them. That none dude of them dislocated his foot e at the par three. Come on, and he put it back on and still shot like under par. Remember, we said the, the biggest bet was if he were going to play the next day, and he did. And he played all four rounds and finished in the top ten. Come on, man! After turning his foot sideways and putting it back together, that was like all time respect. <sighs> what about Patrick Cantlay? That guy always seems to be consistent. Patrick can't do. Yeah, he kind of just can't. I don't know why. It's in his name. What about Patrick Reed? Live guy. I know. Everybody hates him. No one's going to pick him. Ooh. He's already won it once, Sleeper. Right? Yes. 
Dude, if Patrick Reed's like winning coming down the back nine, somebody might come out of the stands Somebody's and whack gonna him. Somebody's going to scream. <laughs> he might get Nancy Kerrigan. Miss it. Miss it. Yeah. He might get the pipe to the kneecap uh, at some point. They don't want that to happen. Don't we he... want Phil in this thing, though? Oh, come I, on. I despise him. I just think those guys have they've become irrelevant. Now they're getting, you know, obviously they're on the leaderboard come the, the weekend through the raindrops, then, you know, we'll have to talk about it. But at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Cam Smith can be still around. He's a good player. I, I literally have not watched, and I know the TV ratings would indicate I'm not the only one, watched uh, one second of the live TV no, coverage. Or even paid attention to who's winning and losing. And that's, you know, there's other great things to watch. I mean, the women's basketball this weekend was tremendous. The baseball uh, opening weekend was tremendous. The, uh, uh, the final four games were outstanding, even though you didn't know most of them. And, Nick, maybe you wanted to watch WrestleMania and the CMT Awards. You know, and I and I know you watched a good good bit of the Texas Open down there, the Valero Texas Open at TBC San Antonio. Corey Connors, winner there. Dude, uh, that thing was windy. By the way, does that mean? Oh man, it was a windy. I was driving wow. home yesterday from Denton, and it was howling wind, blowing the cars around. Do you have a? Does that mean Ricky Fowler's not playing in the Masters since I don't he did think not so. win he, that event? Yeah, he came in like tenth place. I, I I think he had to win in order to make it. I don't think he's going, E. It says, morning, gents. Pick Matsuyama at your own risk. He withdrew with a bad neck during the Dell match play. That's right, he did. He, he pulled out. This but, he is... went to, but he went down to San Antonio and played, I believe. Did he? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he was in the field. Did he play well? Not really. Okay. This is a live guy winning the Masters. It would be such great drama. It, yeah, would, I mean, it would be. I mean, especially if one of those dudes, in the finals, that would be Well, fantastic. especially if it was someone like Kepka, who's not won the Masters, oh, but he's please. won the U.S. Open a few times, PGA Championship. Brooksy. Brooksy. Oh, man. That would be. And if he's like head to head with Rory or oh, Scheffler. That would be great. That would be some serious. And that's Easter Sunday. Dude, nobody's turning the TV from that deal. Heck no. Well, and you just hope Mother Nature cooperates enough for them to play 72 holes. If you look at the forecast at Augusta, it does not look good. I mean, it does not look. This It'll looks still like look four pretty. days of it will rain. Be pretty. It's pretty television. Yeah, but if it's lightning, they can't go on the course. <laughs> that's true. John Rahm. Yeah, John Rahm. Where's the Rominator in your mind, your rankings? Not there. Why? He's not the there. Spaniard. No, he's not Sevy. No, he's not He's not going to be there this year. I think that this was he was my pick when the year began. Morikawa kind of is out. the other guy. You like Little Colin? Yes, Little, little Colin. Colin Morikawa. What Morikawa. about Zalatoris? Well, you quit it with him. You kept Flat thinking belly. he's not winning anything this he year. He almost won it last year. I mean, he was finished top five in all the majors last year. What are you jumping on Will Zalatoris for? No. He damn near won four. Just because he looks like the kid from, uh, what's the Adam Sandler? Guy's like 12 years old and already has a bad back. Dude, he has no no meat on his bones. He's all bones. <laughs> he's I mean, a Texas guy, Dallas. He is. He's, he is, yes. He's a Dallas kid. No, I think Will Zalatoris, if he's healthy, he should be in the conversation. He's Dude, that guy was in every in the mix dude. everywhere. He was almost beat uh, – Justin, what about Justin Thomas? Well, he won the PGA Championship against Will Zalatoris in the playoff last year. That sciatica deal where he had last year, E, has screwed him up. I mean, it's going on months and almost a year with that that back. Believe me, I know what a bad back is like. But for a young guy like that playing golf, yuck. All right, we'll come back after the time. I'm just picking Shuffler and winning the thing. We should. I mean, everything would tell you pick Scotty Shuffler. He's the best player in the world right now. Yes, he's playing the best. He's serving dinner. He's serving dinner. And Those guys are in the corner. I mean, he doesn't, you know, golf's a very mental game. We know that. He just has no, his his vision in his mind has to be very clear right now. He's just, there's not a lot of doubt. I mean, he's just, get over the ball and whack it. the defending champ. 
Well, and already with wins in Phoenix, wins at the Players, dang near won this thing here this past couple weeks ago, or last week in Austin, uh, played all the way to the Final Four, and then kind of coughed up the match to the eventual winner, his good buddy Sam Burns, but one because he was playing bad. That guy's playing great. And if, if Scheffler win, makes a five-foot putt on the st- second playoff hole, he's playing for the championship of the Dell match play. He missed it, obviously. But, man, that guy's playing with some confidence you know, I'm right now. I'm going to now. I'm going to take two guys. I'm going to take Spieth and Cam Young. Ooh, big Cam Young. Little Cam Young. But That's the Colonel's big. pick. Well, oh, Cam Young? Well, because mm-hmm. Colonel will tell you, Colonel Craig Flowers from the high ground, Colonel, Cam Young's married a daughter of a general that he knows, like an Army general, four-star general. So, I mean, think about that. Think if you're Cam Young trying to marry this girl and you got to get vetted by the four-star general. He didn't marry his brother's wife or anything like that. He didn't go Mark Adams. No, no, no. No, he just did it normally. So what does that make Mark Adams? What does it make the kids of his of his brother's wives? Does it make it the uncle or? That's your stepmom. Stepmom. I don't know. Stepdad. Aunt. Well, uncle. first of all, he, uncle and, dad. Uncle he, dad. And his, he and his late twin brother are now brothers and Eskimo brothers. Oh, that is awful. That's awful. You can't do that. That's a, that's. If Mark Adams has, well, if. You know what would happen in a, in a, in a mob family? The head, the gone, the horse in the bed. If horse head. Um, if Mark Adams, Adams's brother had kids. Yes. What would that make? That makes Uncle them Dad, Uncle Stepfather, <laughs> Uncle Dad, Uncle Stepdad. That is just horrifying. Creepy Uncle Stepmark. <laughs> that looks just like your dad. No, that's right. Well, you can't do that. Somebody he, tell me. Dude, that's he, that's one reason. Dude, that's the reason you can't do it. He looks like your dad. Were they you twins? Yes. yes. Oh. You can't do that. There's the reason right there. Yeah, you really can't do that to No, children. you really can't, no. That's abuse. I know family members cannot be happy with that. Yeah, that doesn't go over well at Easter. I'm just telling you. I mean, we're coming up on Easter Sunday. That's not going good. No, somebody's not getting invited to dinner. There's a group that has to stay away. I mean, but yeah, you're right about that. So again, if you're just tuning in, the former coach at Texas Tech who replaced Chris Beard got fired allegedly. No, it's the- true now. It's 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 been confirmed by multiple people that yeah, he's married, legally married to his dead twin brother's wife, widow. And, and I don't know if they have kids. I don't know if there were who? kids involved. The Mark Let's hope Mark Adams had kids before this happened. Remember, he got divorced from his wife and two kids to marry. But did, did his brother? His twin brother have kids with the other woman that he married. That's the one we're trying to find out. You would have to assume so. Why? But if they will, yes, oh. they're older. If they do have kids. <laughs> they're older kids. Those poor kids. Like, think, I mean, gosh, how mad would you be? I'd be pissed. Oh, hey, Uncle Mark, you, who looks just like, like my, my dad. dad. <laughs> you, that's wrong. I'm not buying. I'm I not, mean, he was pulling this in is the all, big bucks for two years. I'm saying this is all false. No, it's all it's all true. You're the one that was telling me. Yeah, about you're the one that started this whole thing. Now you're doubling back. I'm doubling back to say it's not true. I think you don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be true. <laughs> I do. That's that's what happens up in Lubbock. <laughs> oh, see, I know. I lived there for a little, little bit. Got out of there before this this kind of deal happened. I mean, before all this kind of stuff started happening. Of course, here's the text we get: Is she hot? Well, okay, like that matters. Like <laughs> that's that always be a matters. Criteria on this thing. Are we kidding? Oh, see, people, I, he's just trying to keep it in the family. Well, here's my lovely mother texting me saying that Hunter Biden married his dead brother's wife, too. Is that true? What is up with these people? Yeah, he the did. Bidens? Yeah, he you did. can't do that. You mean the Biden that died of cancer? Yes. What? You can't do that. You can't. That's No, you can't do that. 
There's no way this this woman looks way younger than him. I've looked up some pictures of Mark Adams' wife. So Mark Adams' twin brother outkicked his coverage dramatically, and then he died, and then yeah, his brother took in over in an attempt to outkick his coverage. I just don't, I just don't know what to say about. I just think you, I don't think you can do it. No, you can't. But you 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 have to like not have a soul of some level, right? To go there, I have too much respect and love for my brother to have done. And he tries to like he tries to present himself as a godly man too. Hold on, like the person I feel. Okay, yes, I feel bad for the for the brother, but he's dead. Oh, I got that. So he's gone. I feel bad for the kids. His ex-wife, who he dumped to go with her, and those kids. And if his parents are still alive. Yes. I mean, I, yes, I feel bad for the brother, but he's in the in the afterlife now. He's moved on. Oh, they never really move on if it's your brother. No, no way. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. Canoodle with your brother's wife, even if he's dead. You can't do that. Listen, you never and know. I know what you people think. <laughs> you people think, oh, that's just fine. That's okay. Well, by the we way, do it all the, we do it all the, all the time at College Station. we also give equal treatment uh, to the genders here? Let's not, not forget about the widow oh. Oh. who decided she wanted to. Uh, it was just like the way the Adams boys were built, and she needed more of that. <laughs> they were built similar. If you look like him, come on over. Oh, God. I don't even know. It, I feel over. bad about this already. I'm feeling bad. We will be back and try to get back to some sports. A disappointing end to the Texas baseball weekend up there in Stillwater. Yeah, see, she's to blame too, okay? Of course she is. All right. She could say, what are you doing here? Get out of here, Uncle Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mark, get out of here. We'll be back. Peony on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. All right, we're moving on from the uh, Mark Adams Just story. Just one please. more. I don't need to know if the family dog knew the difference. <laughs> I guarantee you the dog knows. Stop. Wouldn't you think that? The dog would know? People. You can tell. The dog can tell. Always. I'm in disagreement, but, you know, to each his own. It's their lives, I guess. Hey, um, can I say congratulations to my good buddy Mike Craven? Mike Craven with uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We'll be recording today our latest Eyes on Texas podcast. He and I talking all things Texas football. Be looking forward on YouTube and be out on Spotify and iTunes here uh, early in the week. Then we'll do all uh, kind of our week long. We didn't record one last week because Mike was in Hawaii. And congratulations to my guy Mike. He got engaged while he was good in Hawaii. Him. Yeah, so he's now come back as a uh, to be married man, which is pretty cool. So hopefully we'll get that story on the Eyes on Texas podcast and multicast, which we'll record today. Looking forward to that. And, yes, I'm glad my guy – I don't think Mike got decked like the dude in the Dodgers game, at the Dodgers game that got decked. Once we heard again. A, we heard an update on his collarbone. How's he doing? How's he doing? It wasn't his brother's wife, was it? I don't know. You can definitely – The definitely. security guard? I mean, he got plowed. plowed. Yeah. Was it Terry Tate off his linebacker got him? An airborne on him? And they, see, the way Mike Craven did it in Hawaii, you know, you get to a rainbow or a waterfall. There you go. Or Diamond Head. Yeah, you're – out there in Hawaii, you're on a nice trip. You're having, you know, you just do it in a, in a private. Train a dolphin. Romantic. The dolphin comes up. Well, that'd be great. Gives it a ring. Yeah. How cool would that be? Huh? Perfect. See yeah. how romantic that is, Ty? You get that little dolphin to come up with a ring right there on his little snout. Yeah. You ever swim with the dolphins? No, I, I have. It's no. pretty cool. No. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll pull you around and push you up. And... I was down the coast where, in a kayak when the fin came up, and I was like, oh, sugar. What yep. is that? Where were you? 
I was down the coast, and I got into a kayak to go. Might have been a porpoise. It was. Okay, you're good. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking that. You know I was thinking of the great white. The great white. <laughs> the biggest Dun. there is. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking of. Hey, by I the couldn't... way, did you know, this is a true story, when, uh, when Steven Spielberg, who directed Jaws. Yes, down in Cape Cod. His friend John Williams, the great composer. Mm-hmm. When he went, he, so John Williams called Steven Spielberg and said, I, I think I have the music for the theme. And so Spielberg went over to his house and he played it for him. And for a while, Spielberg thought it was a joke because it was like two notes. Like, bah, nah, bah. And he's like, That's it? What'd you bring me over here for? What are we doing? And he goes, no, no, I think it'll work. And he goes, what are you talking about? And remember, this was like Spielberg's first major film and it was taking way too awesome. long. And obviously it's now maybe the most legendary. I mean, there's some good ones. Let me just tell you that but, uh, the people I knew down that went down to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. in that area when that thing was filmed had to get in the water in March at the Cape. Cold. Yeah. The, all those people you see out there smiling and laughing on the beach, they weren't doing that really that all that well. That water's never warm, though, right? Oh, it's never. Like, no. But it's especially cold at certain times. And March? Yeah. But that's cool. And that became, yeah, is there a more legendary theme to a movie than Jaws? Maybe. I'm sure there's mm. some, but not Star many. Wars. Star Indiana War, Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, maybe, yeah. Well, I'm thinking like, I don't know, when the, the pivotal moments of the movie. What is it? Halloween. Car wash. Halloween. Ding, ding, ding. Car wash. Car wash. Come on, man. All right, well, let's get back to some uh, sports conversation because the big ones include uh, uh, the, the na- national championship game tonight. UConn looking. By the way, somebody pointed out that if UConn wins tonight, they'll have more championships in Kansas all the time. I guess we do have to put them in as a blue blood. Yes. I think that would absolutely be true. Uh, what can't we say about Kim Mulkey? I mean, you know, there's no love loss between Kim Mulkey and the Texas Longhorn program and Longhorn fans, and for the most part, for the way she ran the Baylor program and a lot of the comments she made while there. But she's taken her act to the bayou. She took the LSU job and because uh, she wanted to win a national championship in her home state. And uh, remember, she won one as a player at Louisiana Tech. She's taken that program in two years two from just nothing. Two years to the natty. And uh, yesterday's game, how about the bench? I mean, they, they, they had some foul trouble with their starters early, and then the bench brigade came in. They made 11 three-pointers. And the coach for Iowa was, was prophetic. She said, you know, they're – Said LSU is a lot like South Carolina. They just shoot better. And that came to bear because 11 three pointers is really the difference in a basketball game. Scored 100 plus points. I mean, Caitlin Clark still scored 30, and she set the record with over 190 points for the most points in a single tournament, passing Cheryl Swoops. Uh, I still think she should have been the player of the tournament, most outstanding player, right? I mean, that was an unbelievable run she had. Oh, all time. And just because her team didn't win, I still think she was the best player in the tournament, most outstanding player. But I, I think, in, I don't know. People who vote on that. She may be the most outstanding player in men's and women's. Oh, yeah. Well, who's going to win it? If they, if the whoever wins tonight, someone's going to win that thing. Yeah, <laughs> who is? Somebody has to win that, don't they? Of course. I'm thinking the guy from K-State. Well, I think because this has been little a Little guy. We've been talking about little guys. Well, it's going to be a turn. It'll be a player who plays tonight. And it'll be whoever plays best tonight, most likely. And gosh, if, uh, if, if the Butler, if Lamont Butler has a big game, who hit the big shot on... Dude, Lamont Butler's having nine points tonight. Right. He had his game. Well, he they wouldn't be without him. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's going to win it. Probably the big guy for UConn. The fact that they won that game and it was in the 70s is very surprising. I was talking with Tyler Campbell, you know, who went to San Diego State, and we were saying if this game gets out of the 50s, it's probably going to be FAU because the San Diego State's offense is 
tough to watch sometimes, like you've been saying. Well, that's yeah, how they if play. They, if they struggle tonight, that they won't come back against UConn. But that's the thing about UConn is they, it feels like they can play any type of game. They, they can play one of those and beat you. They're just so deep and balanced, and um, they don't seem to have a weakness that anybody – I mean, they're not the most talented team, but they're just really good. Um, well, maybe they are the most talented team. Why should I say that? Uh, they're really good. This says Rocky theme. Yes. Rocky theme. That's a good one. Rocky Jaws. Those are good for sure. Star Wars uh, up there. Hey, Longhorn Baseball, though, that's uh, kind of a downer, uh, the way that season, that game ended yesterday. You heard David Pierce talking about it. That's that's one that, you know, doesn't, it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, what a the difference between coming home 4-2 and two and 5-1 and one in conference play with a road series win and all you needed was to play the ninth inning better was really what it was about. Because I thought the Longhorns showed a lot of guts and their pitching staff. They built that three nothing lead and they were on the road in Stillwater and you know that ballpark plays very offensive. Uh, and the wind was you know blowing like crazy as usual out there. And you know the, the pitching staff kept pitching out of jams. Um, you know there are several challenges that uh, um, you know, Josh Holiday brought to you know look, looking at close calls. You had to use both challenges in one inning. It was just a very intense game. Uh, and it, you know, once the, once they hit the home run to get it to three to two, you're thinking, man, the Longhorns have a chance to get out of here with this win because they got all the way to the ninth inning. They load the bases, nobody out, and they're going to put some runs across the board and get a victory here and put Zane Morehouse back on the hill with some insurance runs. And they didn't get a single run, and that's something people will ask David Pierce about and question: Should he have been more aggressive? He had the freshman Jared Thomas at the plate, and you know, do you lay down a bunt? You 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 can't. He can't strike out in that moment. He's you've got to find a way to get a run across. It's mm-hmm. kind of the conventional theory or wisdom, but at the same time, you got to trust your ball player, you know, to make a play. I mean, we talked about the San Diego State coach. If he if he doesn't call timeout, which he didn't, and they don't get a bucket and they don't get a good shot, he's going to get ripped for that. Well, David Pierce didn't put a play on, uh, didn't you know call for anything to try to create the run. Dude, sometimes you feel good when you got a, a winning streak going. Yeah, you've won 16 like out of 17. Like you've made some good decisions, yeah. And he let the young freshman swing, and he struck out. Uh, and then, okay, well, now you got Mitch Daly up, who's one of your veteran hitters. And he's one of the guys, he's not going to strike out much. He's going to put the ball in play, and it's still only one out. Well, the last thing you can have let happen is roll into a double, double play, play, which yeah. he did. And that's how the inning ended. So, you know, you, you still you, you go to the ninth with the lead, but you just felt like, oh, man, that. That doesn't bode well, and of course, exactly what you feared would happen did. Uh, they load the bases after a couple of walks and a hit, and uh, wild pitch scores a tying run, and then a single ends it. And that single came with the infield drawn in, which you had to do, and that's just a frustrating loss because it, it, you know that's a good Oklahoma State team. A lot to like about there. That kid that pitched Saturday, Buck, that might be the best pitch of the Longhorns see this year. That kid, the Long Beach State transfer, that dude was twelve strikeouts, eight innings. He was awesome. Uh, you may not see a, a more dominant pitcher this year if you're Texas, and you still had a chance to get out of the air with the win because you, you, Lucas Gordon did his thing on Friday. Uh, you, your pitching and defense was good, and then you just, in the end, it couldn't get that final out or two outs, and you come home dropping the series, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, all things considered, a 16-game win streak, one win in Stillwater, you're 4-2 and two in Big 12 play. Got to put it behind you, get ready for Air Force, and then Kansas State. Um coming in here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I'm sure David Pierce is, you know, those are, those are, you know, you coach a long time. You second-guess yourself. In the moment, you make your call, and then you just got to live with it, right? I mean. I know I'd feel pretty good about myself if I won 15 in a row. I'd feel pretty good that I was making the right decision. 16. 16 in a row. Then I, then I'd really feel good I was making the right decision. This says OSU needs to change the backstop. That brick wall is hurting the visiting team. Why is that? 
that, that brick walls have been there a long time, right? It, uh, still the same brick walls, still the same stadium. bricks, right? They haven't changed the bricks. Well, on the wild pitch, because sometimes on a wild pitch, the ball will come right back to the catcher and they, flying back. It, yeah, it'll come back hot, and the third base, you know, the runner coming will be caught dead to rights. But the one that Zane Morehouse threw, it hit the bricks in a crooked spot, and it spun down oh, the yeah. first baseline. So it was just a no doubt about it. Uh, wild pitch and uh, and tying runs. We need scored. more consistency in the bricks. More consistency in the bricks. Looks good. Looks sharp. I like brick backgrounds on TV. I do too. I do. I think it looks good. Uh, but yes, well, I know Craig will have more on that coming up. Back from Stillwater, he and Roger did a nice job this weekend up there, and uh, it was a real intense series. I can't wait to hear Craig a little bit talking about it because it just felt like, you know, they. I think both those teams really. I mean, Texas has already swept Texas Tech. Um, Baylor's not very good this year. Um, you know, TCU is going to be a good ball club. They had a tough series with Texas Tech this weekend. I just, I think both teams realize that you know they might be the best two teams in the conference when it's all said and done, big picture. And um, the winner of that game Sunday, that was a big one. It's a big win, and uh, Oak State got it with a walk-off single uh, to take the win. Uh, also over the weekend from Longhorn Land, we know the Longhorns had a big football scrimmage that we talked about in our coach's corner in the seven o'clock hour. Uh, the reports are the defense got the better of the offense. The defense, and that's. That's not atypical Mostly, of a spring, uh, right? That's a spring. That's how the spring goes. And the defense continues to improve. And, and uh, the guys you heard names that, that really stood out to some observers were Alfred Collins continuing to bring it. Um, Ethan Burke. Ethan Burke continuing to get some pun, run off the edge. Also the name David Benda. David Benda has been around a while. He was a highly recruited linebacker, I think, out of, uh, what, the Katy area down there in Houston. And he's been on the team. He was a special teams player last year, but the reports that he's having a really good spring. He's getting pushed by the freshman, Anthony Hill. And, uh, you know, someone's got to play next to, to Jalen Ford in that true. defense to replace DeMarvion Overshaw. Uh, who's that going to be? David Benda apparently making his case. And the other thing you keep hearing, Buck, is the secondary depth continues to, to jump out. And a guy, Gavin Holmes, the Wake Forest transfer. I think Jalen Catalan, the Arkansas transfer, made more headlines. Uh, but Catalan's not participating in the spring. He's, he's still dealing with that shoulder. He'll be back in the fall. But uh, Gavin Holmes had an interception in the game and continues to show really polished cover skills. Uh, if you have him on one side and, and uh, Ryan Watts, the boundary corner, the transfer from Ohio State one year ago who paid such dividends on that side, now all of a sudden you're you're playing some – you can disguise some coverage. you got some guys that, that are experienced back there, Buck. Well, and I like the fact that in the springtime offenses – I mean, your defense brings some of their exotic blitzes and – some coaches like it, some don't. Some offensive coaches go, please don't make us look this bad in the spring. Don't do that to us. Don't bring your blitzes. Plus, and, and your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator, you know, you, you have the plays that are designed, they run, so you know what's coming, what defense is coming on that particular play when you, when you have these kind of scrimmages and stuff. So the guys kind of know it, you know, they, they practice for them, but a lot of offensive coaches go, do not bring the kitchen sink at us in the springtime. We don't want to look bad. We're trying to get some things done. You know, Nick Saban, you know, didn't like all that kind of crap. He's like, you know, when, when Will Anderson was destroying his spring games. Yeah, well. That was one time he came well, on at halftime and said, "I if we can't block this guy, he's screwing up the whole spring game. Well, he, and he was, and Will Anderson. I don't think it was him, though. I think it was a It was the other big player. guy, yeah. But he's already in the NFL. Yeah, he's already destroying, destroying the NFL games, yeah. Well, the, the, the reports I read said that uh, they went one versus twos most of the scrimmage on Saturday, but then in red zone situations, they went good on good. They went one v one, one offense versus one defense, and because uh, now they're to the point where they're they're really honing down on their situational football, and that the defense won, won in the red zone, uh, which, you know, that goes right. You force a field goal or force a stop or force a turnover, defense wins. Um, you know, that I think that's one of the most 
I mean, if you look at football today, Buck, two stats that stand out more than any, uh, turnovers always, right? But then red zone production, both offensively and defensively. If you're good offensively in the red zone, you're going to be a good team. If you're And if you're good defensively in the red zone, right? Forcing oh, field for goals, sure. threes not sevens in a high-scoring league and a high-scoring game, uh, that becomes your, your critical situational football. And I know some people for, are frustrated by Pete, Pete Kwiatkowski, the defensive coordinator for Texas, that he does kind of play a bend-but-don't-break philosophy. He doesn't want to give up the big play and the easy one, the chunk play. Uh, so teams tend to move the ball down the field. He believes in getting the stops in the red zone to force three, maybe force a, th- a four and out, maybe force a turnover, and give it back to the offense. And I know that's the, the philosophy of He wants them to make the mistake. Because he feels like they're going to be really good in the red zone offensively. So we'll trade you know, three for seven over and over again. We're going to be fine in this football game. Well, so, I think they got the best wide receiver in that area of the field. There is right now still. Which one? One without the one with the broken hand. It was X Man. Yeah, I think he's, he's the, the best. Well, I think, think he's about, fantastic in the red well, zone. Think about Texas this year. If, if Xavier Worthy comes back without a broken hand, and he, we know what he, kind of routes he runs in the red zone. He's already got wow, what, twelve or thirteen career touchdowns at Texas in two years. If he, if he comes back, and then you got Isaiah Nayer who's coming back, and he's a big target. Uh, we know that Ad Mitchell, the Georgia transfer, is a big target, and it's got touchdown passes in each of the last two national That's championship true. games. And you've got Jatavion Sanders. I mean, you should be a nightmare in the red zone. Uh, You're absolutely should, right. And um, that should be a problem. You really can't – a lot of times when you have one guy, you know who they're going to. Texas should have multiple people. Uh, Jordan Whittington is even a good player when you – you know, especially get it to him short and he's got to use his you know, running back ability to get to the end zone or get to the pylon. They should be a very good red zone offense. That's what they're working on, red zone defense. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will uh, reset these top stories. We'll get you teed up for Light the Tower. I see Craig way through the window getting ready to go here. Uh, They'll take over at 10 o'clock, part of our live and local day, every day here on The Horn. Coming right back. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, tonight, 820 until you tip it off. 820. Late as it is usually for the national title game. Of course, the West Coast team in San Diego State will be happy that two's off at tips off at six twenty on their time. But San Diego State, they have been the cardiac team. They put in, you know, they had the fifty seven fifty six win over Creighton that, you know, went to the buzzer and the foul shot and was that a foul or not? And um, they won that game and then obviously had to come back from fourteen down to beat uh, Florida Atlantic at the buzzer on the Lamont Butler shot, um, which was big. Uh, and now they're facing this UConn team that hadn't played a close game in this tournament uh, for, for all the marbles tonight. Of course, uh, Adama Sonogo, the big man for UConn, continues to be their standout, but they just got a bunch of really good players uh, and really good teams. Um, and, uh, you know, Jordan Hawkins, who's their good player for them, he was out with some food poisoning in that game on Saturday, wasn't he? You know, what, got some bad shrimp or something? Couldn't keep on the court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they'll have him back, which will be big, and that's just another piece for them. But uh, UConn, San Diego State. And if the Aztecs win, our friend Tyler Campbell, who is a graduate of SDSU, Tyler Campbell from TC Speaks, will be very excited. Um, you got to talk to TC on Saturday night, Ty, uh, with your new mullet haircut. How did that go? Is he excited? Oh, he was very excited. He ran around the whole ballroom in celebration. <laughs> I mean, everybody was on their phones watching that shot, and, and uh, you could you could hear the the sighs and the and the, the the cheers ring out throughout the crowd. So it was pretty cool to see. That was big time. That was a big time bucket and uh, game winner, Lamont Butler. The Butler did it. 
But uh, can they beat uh, – you're the professional gambler there, T.Y. Can they beat – can they cover the spread or win the game, either one? They can. It's possible. I mean, they got to they got to stick to their game. What got them here? Defense and uh, taking care of the basketball and just making open shots. I mean, that's a, the key to winning any basketball game. But with them hitting those op- open shots is even more important because their lack of there will be defenders on, on them. O- offense. Yeah, they're just yeah. so much size for UConn, and yeah. they defend the rim so well. And then they get that high tempo offense going off of their defense. I mean, it's a really there's a reason they've blown through this tournament is they play great defense and block a lot of shots, and then that turns into transition baskets, and they they do it as well as anybody. UConn, the heavy favorite tonight. I do, I do think San Diego State has the big guys to stop Sonogo, though, or at least keep him in check better than Drew Timmy did. You know, those. I mean, Drew, you could tell that as soon as that Gonzaga game started, um, Drew Timmy was not going to even get close to that dude to get in foul trouble. But San Diego State's got some big guys. I mean, you saw that block shot on the in the final seconds that uh, got him a chance to win it. Absolutely, absolutely. So that'll be tonight. We'll be talking about the winner tomorrow. Uh, also, obviously, we've talked about the uh, the big, the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Bucky got us going on this Mark Adams story. Thanks for that, by I the way. Yeah, and and your fiftieth high school reunion. Yeah, coming up. I think I got to try to somewhere to go. By the way, the the number one source I'm seeing on Google for this Mark Adams story is a Tex Ags form where they're talking about it. We'll see if this is so, if this is all so not true. We're going to get fired. I think it's true, though. I've heard it from too many people that are in the know, that that's part of the downfall. of Like, so when Mark Adams is trying to be the d- disciplinarian and his team knows that, you know, he's he's shacking up with the dead brother's wife. I mean, that that you kind of lose some credibility at that point. Is that a credibility loss there? Oh, you think the, you know, guys are guys? It's like you're doing what, coach? You're guys will be me, guys. Teaching me Bible verses. What are we doing over here? What are you doing? Um, I'm still saying that's not true. You're the one that was telling me but about I'm, it. I'm just saying, someone said that to me. I said, that's just not going to make it. Well, you hope it's not true, but I feel oh. like it is. Um, trying to see here tonight. Are, are your Texas Rangers in action tonight there, T.Y.? I don't think so. Is the end of the season? Your Texas Rangers. feel pretty good about yeah, the Rangers Yeah, they are. Right They're now. playing the uh, mighty Baltimore Orioles tonight at Globe oh, Life Park at 7 o'clock. What did the Yankees end up doing to the Giants? Smacking them around? Rangers are one of three undefeated teams so far. Through the first weekend, the Rays are undefeated, the Twins are undefeated, and the Rangers are undefeated. They're all in action tonight. It's a full night of baseball. Astros get the Tigers. Rangers get the Baltimore Orioles and the young hitting phenom Adley Rutschman. Let's see if we can win five in a row. You got uh, John Gray on the mound tonight. He was hurt last year, so well, he was a, he was the big signing from the Rockies. Yes, the I know. Can you just go get that hair of yours fixed today. Hey, every one of your pitchers in your rotation has a very bad injury history and recent. So It's all right. That's what the training staff's for, right? <laughs> That's right. That's why they get <laughs> it's paid. All right. You know, I mean, it, they've had plenty of work. Because, like, as a baseball fan and an Astros fan, I will tell you, I'm scared of the Rangers if they stay healthy. Because if they do, Evaldi's good, Grom's good, Martin Perez is good, and this guy John Gray is good. I mean, they're all good, and they've shown they have a bullpen now, and they can hit the ball. You know, can they stay healthy is when you put that – Pin that many hopes on that many injury-prone pitchers. You know, long season. We'll see. First week, looking good. Absolutely. Hey, Buck. Yes, sir. Did you see your guy Giancarlo Stanton at a 485-foot home run? He's hit a lot of those in his career. 485. That's some bat speed, my He's friend. hit a few of those, yes. Hey, have a good Monday. All right, you guys, too. Get back to John and tell him you're coming to your 50th high school reunion in August. Ty, have a great one. Enjoy the game. You have a pick. Are you go to San Diego State or UConn? 
San Diego State plus seven and a half. Aztecs plus the number. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Every hour podcast for us here at hornfm.com. Light the tower next.